tools for living, room to grow, a space of grace to become everything God wants us to be. You're listening to The Living Room Podcast with Joanna Weaver, episode 126. Well, Happy New Year, my friend. I hope you're doing well. I've actually been thinking a lot about you lately. You know, with so many podcasts out there that you could listen to, it's truly an honor that you've chosen to listen to mine. It's crazy to think that I've interviewed over a hundred guests here in the Living Room Podcast. But this week, I wanted to share a solo message from a recent YouTube video I posted called Five Life-Changing Lessons I Learned in 2023. It was really encouraging to actually stop and take time to look back at what the Lord taught me last year and actually how far I've come in some areas that I've prayed about for years. I hope that this conversation inspires you to do the same. So there's just something about the end of the year that gets me really excited. I don't know if it's peeling off December and revealing a blank slate of January and a whole brand new year, but it always really inspires me to really think about my life on a deeper level and really decide what I want to do going forward. But there's one thing about a new year that kind of bothers me, and it is this tendency that we have to kind of forget what lies behind and move forward into the new. Now, I know we're supposed to do that on one level, but I wonder if we don't miss a chance to get really thoughtful and even really grateful about the blessings that we have encountered along the way. Often I look through the lens of what I did wrong, what I could do better. I don't often look through the lens of what went right. And so in this video, I want us to really look at the things that worked in the past year. In fact, I want us to take a note to self and say, hey, you know what? You're doing great. Here are five things that worked for me last year. So the first thing that I learned from last year was the importance of choosing obedience over outcome. I don't know about you, but I'm a kind of a productive girl. I want to know that if I work really hard, well, I'll get results to show for it. And yet, can I be honest? That has not been my experience over life. Instead, God just asks me to obey. And then I'm faced with the decision, will I do it? without any promise of reward. I think we forget that that is such a love gift to the Lord when we do that. And that obedience itself can be its own reward. Honestly, starting this YouTube channel was an absolute exercise in obedience. It didn't make sense. I remember arguing with the Lord. God, I am so old. Why would you call me to YouTube after all these years? In fact, I did a whole video on it called Stop Disqualifying Yourself, and you can watch it here. Because you know what? God, He doesn't look on the outward like we do. He doesn't look at our list of qualifications. Instead, He just asks us to obey. And rather than getting so caught up in the results and choosing to measure our worth by whether or not our hard work is paying off, instead, obedience over outcome lets me just experience the joy of just following the Lord wherever He leads. So where can you choose obedience 
over outcome in your life? Is there something that maybe you tried last year and you haven't seen a lot of reward? And yet you know that you know that the Lord asked you to do it. Why not just choose to mark your obedience as a win and just offer it to the Lord as a love gift? The second thing that I learned last year was this. Choose progress over perfection. Any other frustrated perfectionists out there? I don't know about you, but I can have such high standards for myself that it's actually crippling because nothing I do is ever enough. And so God's been dealing with me for many years about this. And especially as I do these YouTube videos of just, Joanna, good enough is good enough. Because here's the thing I'm discovering. As we do something in obedience to the Lord and continue to do it, we just naturally get better. Oh, it may not be perfect the first time. It may not be perfect hardly ever. But yet we're growing and we're learning and we're getting better step by step. You know, I have learned the power of progress over perfection, even in my spiritual life. I struggled for so many years to have a disciplined, quiet time with the Lord. And my perfectionism wanted it to be every single day. And if I couldn't do it every single day, I'd throw up my hands and say, well, I guess I'm not the spiritual sort. Or I would think, well, I guess I'll have to wait until next January to have a disciplined time with the Lord. I mean, what was I thinking? I can start fresh each and every day. And as I've done that, as I've chosen consistency over perfection, as I've chosen just to show up when when I drop off the map and don't do it on a regular basis rather than beating myself up, I just start again. And as I've let myself off the hook of this whole idea of a perfection, something amazing's happened. Now, it's taken many, many years to get there. But I can tell you that a quiet time is more often a part of my day than not. I don't even have to think about it. I don't have to decide, oh, I have to do my quiet time. It's just become a part of me because I've chosen progress over perfection. So another thing that's been really beneficial to me this year is this idea of choosing patience over anxiety. Oh my goodness, I... (laughs) has spent so much of my life pre-freaking. That's what I call it. Something happens and I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. And so it's almost as though I feel obligated to worry about it. And can I just tell you, there's no life. Statistics tell us that the majority of the things that we worry about never even happen. And how much despair, how much worry and anxiety, how much turmoil we create in our own hearts and minds that really is unnecessary. And especially because God promises that if we'll wait on Him, He'll renew our strength, that if we'll cast our cares upon Him, if we'll pray with thanksgiving and present our request to God, that He wants to give us a peace of God that transcends understanding. And that peace is so powerful when we choose patience over anxiety. So this has been the word for me this past year. Unfold. Unfold. Just let it unfold, Joanna. Rather than constantly racing to worst-case scenario, race to the Lord 
with your request and then leave it there waiting for him to move and act because he's promised that he will. Sit still, the Bible says, and wait until you see how the matter turns out because God's at work for us, my friends, but we're not always going to see it with our eyes and it's not always going to be discerned here on earth, but we can be assured that when we present our requests, he's going to be faithful to answer those prayers and work on our behalf. Which brings us to the next lesson, hold things loosely. You know, sometimes we have seasons in our lives that are so beautiful, so fruitful, that when those seasons come to an end, we really struggle to let go. Um, I had one of those seasons this last year. I handed off a ministry position to a young woman who I am so excited to see what God's going to do. And to be honest, it was something that was in my heart for years. I actually took that position knowing that one day I would hand it off to someone else. And yet it's not always so easy to hold things loosely. Perhaps you have been in a fruitful season in your life, perhaps a, a position of ministry or, or a, an identity that brought you great joy. I know a lot of women struggle when their children grow up and leave home and suddenly they don't know who they are anymore. They want to go back. They want to cling to those old seasons so tightly that they miss the season that is right there in front of them. I love what Corey Ten Boom once said. She said, I've learned not to hold on so tightly to things, for then it doesn't hurt as bad when the Lord asks me to let them go. What are you holding tightly to today that you need to just release to the Lord? Did you know that that can be a gift? That can be a sacrifice as we're willing to release that season to the Lord, thanking Him for the sweetness that it was filled with, but believing that He has good things to come. The final lesson that I learned last year, I learned from watching my mother. But to be honest, she's been teaching me this principle as long as I can remember. It's this, let God change your heart. Let God change your heart. You know, we talked about holding things loosely, and I watched this past year as my mother released the home that she loved, that she never wanted to leave, and she gave it to the Lord, believing that He had something more for her. I've watched her do it before, though, you guys, over the years when what she wanted and what God willed weren't the same thing, rather than begrudgingly surrendering to God and saying, okay, have your way. Instead, mama chose to bow her knee rather than raise her fist. She chose to say, Lord, would you change my heart so that I can want what you want? And oh my goodness, I think this is the most underrated aspect of Christianity, the power of Jesus Christ to change the human heart. In fact, if there's anything I want to take forward into this new year is that God is more than able to give us the desire and the power to do His perfect will. So there are my five things that have worked for me in this last year. Choosing obedience over outcome. Choosing progress rather than perfection. Choosing to be patient rather than anxious. To hold things loosely 
and then to allow God to change my heart. I hope that you'll take time today to reflect on last year and the lessons that you've learned. Next week, I'm going to be posting a video to help you do that. It's called Four Powerful Questions to Help You Look Back so that you can move forward into the new year. If you enjoyed this video, I hope you'll hit subscribe. And would you be sure to leave a comment? I'd love to hear the life lessons and principles that you're going to take from last year and bring into your new year. God bless you, my friend. Well, you guys, if you have not had a chance to listen to episode 125 of the Living Room Podcast, I hope you'll check it out. You can get it audio or go to YouTube and look for the video. It shows you how to look back so that you can move forward into everything the Lord has for you this coming year. And it also includes a free PDF of four powerful questions to help you do just that. And if you're looking for a way to get into the Bible more this year, I hope you'll watch the video called A Bible Reading Plan Anyone Can Do. It features my Bible reading challenge, My Utmost 2024, that I'm hosting over at Facebook. But even if you're not on Facebook, you can do this Bible reading plan. It's just a chapter a day and also includes a daily entry from Oswald Chambers' classic devotional, My Utmost for His Highest. I love the conversation that's happening over on Facebook as people come back to the daily assignment thread and just share the things that the Lord taught them that day. You know, as I've been thinking of you, I've also sensed that the Lord wanted me to tell you something. You, my friend, are farther along than you think. Stop worrying about how far you have to go and just press into Jesus. Let Him love you and minister to you as you just cooperate with the Holy Spirit's leading because He's the one who's going to not only show you the way you should go, but enable and empower you to become everything God wants you to be so that you and I together can learn to live and love and lead like Jesus, because it's everything we were made for, my friend. It's everything we need.